Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. It is the, I almost said Wendy's Big Show. It's Sparky's Midday Madness. No Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today. Dan Plucker filling in for him. He'll be back tomorrow, back on the big show, back on this show tomorrow and for the remainder of the week. Packers and Bears this Sunday. And and maybe not as much excitement about this game as in years past, but I'm going to try and help bring in some motivation, bring in some remembrance of what has happened throughout the course of Aaron Rodgers' career against the Chicago Bears in a Green Bay Packers uniform. Because, I bring this up because of what happened this offseason. This offseason was a little bit of a mess for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. We all know it. We all remember everything that went down. It was a hectic, crazy couple of months, and it ended with a year cut off Aaron Rodgers deal and talks of this maybe being the last dance for the Green Bay Packers. And if this is the last dance for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers then folks, this could be the last game that Aaron Rodgers suits up in the green and gold against the Chicago Bears. And so I wanted to remember some of these top moments that Rodgers has had throughout his career as a Green Bay Packer against the Chicago Bears and open it up for you at 414-799-1250 to join me, Dan Plucker, here on Sparky's Midday Madness. If this is Aaron Rodgers' final game as a Bear, or as a Packer, against the Bears, I should say, what are your favorite moments of Rodgers against Chicago? What, what are those moments that you will remember for the remainder of your lifetime? Because 12 has put on a show, and, and he'll let you know, he'll let you know, uh, 
this is what he said after scoring a touchdown in Soldier Field, potentially, for the last time as a Packer. Right on cue, Joe. Yeah, Roger's saying, I still own you. He owns the Green Bay Packers and all, or he owns the Chicago Bears and always has as the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Listen to his record. His record, 21-5 and against the Bears in 26 regular season games. His numbers, 6,208 yards and 57 touchdowns in those games to just 10 interceptions. Completing 67% of his passes. Rodgers has been unbelievable throughout his career against the Chicago Bears. And this, realistically, could be the last time we're in the Packers' biggest rivalry that we see 12 as the quarterback against the Chicago Bears. So at 414-799-1250, what are your favorite memories from Rodgers just beating the crud out of the Bears? Because Packer fans have enjoyed it for a long time. Now, the Bears still suck jingle running through everybody's head. Even Rami Makhlouf, who sang it the other day for the, the fans' toy drive, he'll never live that down as long as he is here and on 670 The Score because I'm sure they'll be playing that for him when he is uh, filling hosting there as well, ridiculing and judging him. Because Rodgers has made that song and helped that song be sung so many times over the last 17 years of him being the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And very much so over the last 10, 21 and 3 in the last 10 years against the Bears. And that includes both regular season and playoff. Because as long as 12 has been there, Rodgers has absolutely rolled through the Chicago Bears and put on some pretty spectacular performances within the process of it. And we'll get to some of those top moments as well. But I just I just think that Packer fans really need to appreciate what this has been, what his career has been against the Bears and realize that this could all be coming to a close on Sunday. On Sunday night football in the prime time, it could be the final time Aaron Rodgers is playing against the Chicago Bears in a Packers uniform. And remembering some of those moments is surely a way that we can bring in maybe some fuel and some energy into a game that feels like, at this point, it doesn't really have a lot of it. And I know fans always get up for Packers and Bears when it's actually game day, when the moment's actually here, but Packers have rolled through the Bears, and, and the Bears have hardly won because of 12. And Bears fans, I know, are very, very happy that someday soon, and probably at the end of this season, they will no longer be having to face up against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers and saying things like, I still own you after games. Now, Rodgers, he did apologize for that comment and did say he just kind of blacked out in the moment of it all. But nonetheless, he still said it, and he's had some pretty premier moments throughout the course of his career as a Green Bay Packer against the Chicago Bears. And and Matt Nagy even said, with with that I own you today, he said, we're aware of it. It could be bulletin board material. You can add to the bulletin board that this is the last time we may ever see this dude in a Packers uniform. So let's show him up this week. Everybody is counting us out. 
and we're the Chicago Bears, and maybe we can fight through it. Justin Fields, he's going to be back in at quarterback. Some positive momentum there. The Packers may be getting Jair Alexander back, but I doubt it. He'll probably be another week or two before we actually see him full-fledged back on the field. But some positive momentum for some bear, for the Bears, some positive momentum for the Packers. But the negative side of things, with it being potentially Aaron Rodgers' final performance as a Green Bay Packer, against the Chicago Bears. Let's go through some of these moments that he's had. And I found this list on uh, USA Today. This is from Chris Bumbaca of the USA Today. He wrote this back in 2019. So it's been a couple of years, but one of them being uh, January of 2011. January 2nd, the Packers play the Bears for the final game of the year in Week 17, and they win 10-3. to The Packers sneak into the playoffs as the sixth seed in what would wind up becoming the year that they win the Super Bowl. The magic carpet ride year. It all started with that Bears game. Packers beating the Bears. Pack- Rodgers wasn't great. 19-28 for 229 passing yards and a touchdown. But he did what he needed to do to win this football game and take the Packers to the Super Bowl after beating the Chicago Bears in January of 2011. I think this moment of him kind of talking smack to the Bears fan uh, at Soldier Field has to be up there too. Then we move on to a couple years later, and we all remember, it was just a, just a few years ago, I believe it was 2015, when Rodgers and the Packers were struggling, Khalil Mack on the Bears' defense, and it was a Sunday night game, he had a pick six, Khalil Mack. It was his first game with the Bears. Was it not, Sam? Was it, wasn't it? it Khalil Mack's first game with the Bears? It was. He's shaking his head yes. Khalil Mack, all offseason long, Packer fans saying, we want Khalil Mack, we want Khalil Mack. He'd be the difference maker to take us to a Super Bowl. Instead, the Bears go all out and trade for him and bring in the superstar edge rusher. And in his first game, he sacks Aaron Rodgers, hurts him, and has a pick six against uh, just a couple plays later, to, was it Brett Hundley that came in in that situation? Uh, maybe it was Deshaun Kaiser. One of the backups, I think, came in and threw that pick six the play after Rodgers got hurt and left in the second quarter with a leg injury. And it looked ugly. The Bears were up 20-3. to And it looked like all hope was lost in the ba- and that the Bears were going to lose that game or win that game against the Green Bay Packers, which had happened so few times. Instead... Rodgers comes out in the second half to cheers from all these Packer fans at home with the limp, still not feeling well with that leg and put on an absolute show. Three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, including a Randall Cobb 75-yard touchdown and the Packers won 24-23. That was a special moment for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers over the Chicago Bears. Because at that point, it looked like all hope was lost and momentum for the rivalry even a little bit looked to potentially be changing towards the Bears after making that trade and really shaking things up within the organization saying, we're in a win-now situation, did the Chicago Bears. Now, obviously, over the course of time, that didn't pan out very well. Mitch Trubisky was not very good and and the team and Cleo Mack has not been the guy that I think a lot of Chicago Bears had hoped for because the Packers went out and signed Darius Smith and he's had even better numbers than Cleo Mack since he's been in Chicago. But 
nonetheless, that was a huge moment in this rivalry and in the recent history of this rivalry. What's your favorite moment from Aaron Rodgers and his time against the Chicago Bears? There have been so many moments, so many things to take away from this series. And I want you to chop it up with me. Tell me what's your favorite moment from Aaron Rodgers playing against the Chicago Bears has been. Because this game on Sunday, Sunday night football, could very well be the last time that we see Aaron Rodgers in a Packers uniform against the Chicago Bears. So let's remember some of those top moments. And we'll continue this conversation next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Dan Plucker filling in the seat for him. We'll have more and we'll get to the number one by this USA Today link. And I just gave you my favorite. My favorite was that Khalil Mack moment when he came back and uh, in the second half with that injury and it looked like he was down all game long. And all of a sudden the Packers come back and win that game. That was just a spectacular performance, but there are plenty of them and plenty of big moments for Aaron Rodgers in this Packers Bears rivalry. We'll get to some more of them and hopefully some of yours at 414 799 1250 at 1250 AM, the fan on Twitter, and at Dan Plucker there as well. We'll read your comments off there too. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, the fan. It is rivalry week. Packers and Bears on Sunday night football this Sunday. No Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today on Sparky's Midday Madness. Dan Plucker filling in for him instead. We're talking to you about this game because realistically speaking, knowing what Aaron Rodgers went through this offseason, knowing that the social media posts that he's done about this being the last dance and it kind of being knowledge out there, This could be the final time we see Aaron Rodgers line up in a Packers uniform against the Chicago Bears. It could be the final time that that happens in his career. And knowing that, knowing that the last game, the second to last time that he could have been going up against the Chicago Bears as a Green Bay Packer, he did this. Snaps it quick. Pressure coming. Scrambles to his right. Pumps and runs, Aaron Rodgers is inside the pylon. Touchdown Packers. It's Rodgers running for the score. Right on cue, Joe. He had some choice words there for the crowd. Some choice words. I still own you, and he has absolutely owned the Chicago Bears throughout his tenure. 21-3 and over the last 10 years is Aaron Rodgers against the Bears with 6,000-something passing yards in his career so far as a Green Bay Packer playing against their most bitter of rivals. And now it could be coming all to an end here this season. This could be the final time that we see Aaron Rodgers line up in the green and gold against the Chicago Bears. And I want to remember it with you, 414-799-1250, to join me, Dan Plucker, here on Sparky's Midday Madness. If you have your favorite moments, your favorite play, your favorite whatever of Aaron Rodgers facing the Chicago Bears, but we'll continue on this list from USA Today. So they have number three doing just enough. This is a game back in 2016 where the Packers had a commanding lead 
I mean, just the last one we talked about, it was the Packers were down after, and, and Rodgers was hurt after the Cleo Mack injury. Uh, after Cleo Mack injured Aaron Rodgers, I should say, then Rodgers came out of half, brought the team all the way back, and they and they won the game in triumphant fashion. But but this time it, it was the opposite. Packers up big in this game. They were up twenty-seven to ten at one point late in the third quarter. So a three to, a three possession game, and three interceptions and a fumble for the Chicago Bears at this point kind of led to this huge lead. Packers 8 and 6 on the year, Bears only 3 and 11. So weird stuff happening in this game which sometimes happens in Packers and Bears. The Bears come all the way back and tie this game at 27 after a 14 play 75 yard drive brought it to less than 2 minutes left. In the classic, you left too much time for Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers finds uh, he finds Jordy Nelson over the middle for 60 yards, spikes it, and then Mason Crosby nails a 32-yarder and puts the coffin in the Chicago Bears that season in what was a huge comeback for the Green Bay Packers in Soldier Field, silencing the crowd after the Bears made that incredible comeback and almost won that game. A far inferior Bears team that nearly topped the Green Bay Packers that week. So that was another huge moment in this Aaron Rodgers rivalry with the, and Packers rivalry with the Chicago Bears. Another one back in 2014, Bears in Lambeau Field, November 9th, and Aaron Rodgers puts on an absolute show. Six touchdowns in the first half, tying an NFL record for the most passing scores in one half. That record from 1969. Packers won, were winning 42 to nothing at the half and wound up winning 55 to 14. And that was the year they headed to the NFC Championship game and lost to the Atlanta Falcons. Rodgers was on one that day. And that's one of those days that all Chicago Bears fans are going to want to forget because that was maybe the most embarrassing loss in the history of this rivalry. Being absolutely shellacked like that is not a fun thing. And Rodgers has been able to win big in those situations and absolutely lambast the Chicago Bears and has also been able to sneak away with victories, which is why his record is so strong against the Chicago Bears throughout his tenure. And Bears fans have gone through misery of Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre over the last 30 years, losing almost every single game, it seems, where this rivalry has almost become obsolete. So we're trying to add some juice to it with the number one moment of Aaron Rodgers against the Chicago Bears as he could be playing his last game against the Bears this week is, without a doubt, I don't think anybody... Uh, can really question it, but you can also bring in yours at 414-799-1250. The Bears, 2013. And it was a game for the NFC North title. Rodgers hadn't played a game because he was injured, had that broken collarbone. And in week 17, the winner 
of this game wound up hosting a playoff game. The loser goes home down one on the 48 yard line, right around midfield. And Aaron Rodgers does this. fourth down with the their playoff hopes on the line Aaron Rodgers finds Randall Cobb 48 yards down the field with just 38 seconds left in that game the Packers win it 33 to 28 and Chicago's season and the Packers and Aaron Rodgers overcome two first half interceptions and he had two touchdowns and 318 yards in that magnificent triumphant win that stunned a lot of people because so many, so many people counted the Packers out that season after Rodgers broke his collarbone. He comes back and does that and puts the Packers in the playoffs, beating the Chicago Bears, one of the sweetest victories of this tenure where Aaron Rodgers has just absolutely destroyed the Chicago Bears. He has done simply incredible things throughout the course of his time with the Green Bay Packers. Sam Schmitz, I'll bring you in here as well. I think that one has to be the top moment, but are there any other moments that I've missed? Any other moments that you remember where Rodgers just did something incredible against the Chicago Bears that you want to bring up here as we're we're considering this maybe being his last game against the Bears in a Packer uniform. Yeah, so I think obviously the one you just mentioned, Rodgers to Cobb in 2013 on fourth down, I think that's the obvious number one. But uh, me for me, this one maybe isn't the most uh, shockingly or most amazing when you look at Aaron Rodgers against the Chicago Bears throughout mm-hmm. the career. But man, I loved that 2010-2011 NFC Championship game against the Bears to make it to the Super Bowl. And especially for some reason that that touchdown where he's scrambling and he has to cross the pylon, he pretty much has given up his whole body. That snapshot of him just reaching out for the pylon is like one of my all-time favorite highlights. So sure, that's right there up for me. And I mean, it was just such a great game too with the BJ Raji interception. I think he, I think Rogers himself had like two interceptions that game, so it wasn't that great. But everything about that game, I just love. So that's probably right up there for me. Yeah, that's that's another good one. NFC Championship game doesn't get any more high stakes than that, certainly. And to wrap this up, I guess, it has been an incredible career for Aaron Rodgers against the Chicago Bears. I don't think anybody can can really hesitate to say anything differently. He has been a part of teams that have absolutely destroyed the Chicago Bears for the last 17 years, and and especially more recently, the last decade. They have essentially won every single game that they have played against the Chicago Bears. And some of them, like the 55-14 to blowout, not even close. And the close ones, too, 
he finds a way to get it done. You can never count out the Green Bay Packers and 12 and that man when he's facing the Chicago Bears because he always, always, always finds a way to get it done. And in some of the most unfathomable moments of the game, he finds a way to make it realistic. And Aaron Rodgers has had a great career against the Chicago Bears, obviously a Hall of Fame career overall as a player. But the way that he's played against the Bears has certainly helped add to his legacy, both here in Milwaukee and here in Wisconsin and throughout the the course of the National Football League. This is the oldest rivalry in pretty much in sports and certainly in the National Football League. And Aaron Rodgers has cemented his name and his legacy within it. And in what could be his last game against the Chicago Bears, we just had to go through some of those unbelievable moments, like when he exited against the Bears and came back and beat Khalil Mack in his first game with Chicago with all that momentum and all that hype, and the Mason Crosby field goal going in after the Bears come back a couple of years later. Then the, of course, blowout performance that he had in that fourth and eight that will just forever go down in in fame and in infamy for the Chicago Bears in, in history for the Green Bay Packers for what he was able to do on that play, in that stage, on that game. Just unbelievable. Aaron Rodgers steps up in these biggest moments. Hey, this segment is sponsored by Tally's Tap and Eatery. Wednesday is homemade dinner night with special pricing on wine splits. Visit their Facebook page for details. Tally's Tap and Eatery on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. It is Dan Plucker here on Sparky's Midday Madness filling in for Sparky. He'll be back in tomorrow. Next, we'll hear from our interview earlier on the Wendy's Big Show with Rob Reich. He'll want to play that one back for you. And also, I I do have to get into this because I I did a little bit of dumpster diving and and found, found a gem that my family, especially my wife, is extremely happy about. We'll get into that with Rami Makhlouf at the end of the hour. That's all coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, The Fan. It's Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, The Fan. We're broadcasting live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Dan Plucker filling in for Sparky today. He will be back Tomorrow, both on the big show and here on Sparky's Midday Madness. But earlier today, I had the opportunity to talk with Rob Reichel from Forbes.com and Conley Media. Always great talking with a guy that's on the beat like Rob Reichel. Always provides great insight for me, Dan Plucker, and Gary Ellerson, Leroy Butler as well, on the Wendy's Big Show. Hear that interview with him earlier today as we were talking about this Packers-Bears game and exactly what we can expect this week between two of the biggest rivals that's honestly lost a little bit of steam. Uh, I am wonderful. Thank you for asking. Hope you guys are well. And uh, yes, I'm always ready for for Packers-Bears. Gary certainly knows how much that rivalry means to, to the players, to the people in the state, and Fortunately for Green Bay, guys, it's been a one-sided rivalry now for 30 years. So, yeah, looking forward to Sunday. Robbie, I don't know about you, but I, I'm i not feeling any any juice, though, for, for this game. And listen, Rodgers goes down and hit that, hit that cut real quick. Rodgers goes to Chicago and does this. 
Right on cue, Joe. Now, and and I know times are different, but I have not heard not one word about anything about this from those guys down there in the state of Illinois. It's like it didn't even happen. I mean, to me, and maybe the NFL is a little different, a little softer, a little gentler, a little kinder than what it used to be. But those were fighting words, and for sure, you would hear some sort of chirp. I don't know if there's a get back or revenge, but still, for a guy to come to do that on your field, I haven't heard anything from those guys down there in Chicago. Well, a couple things I'll, I'll, I'll say on that, Gary, and, and you're right. It, it's a much kinder, gentler NFL than it was when you played back when Wright Forrest, Greg, and Mike Ditka would have, would have been coaching the teams <laughs> probably when, when it was your rivalry, right? We're, right. we're not going to see a Charles Martin-type <laughs> uh, situation on, on, on Sunday night. I, I certainly wouldn't think, right, Gary? Right. Uh, num- number one, guys, just, you know, I, I, I can't continue to stress just how different things are in a Zoom call world or strictly a podium world, which is how the media now, right, relays thoughts and messages and just just overall opinions from players versus sitting alone with a guy in his locker, uh, which is what the NFL was like forever until the pandemic hit. And, and God, if there's one thing I want for the league, it's, it's you know, access back to the locker room again the way it used to be, because, Gary, you know from both sides of the mm-hmm. fence here, from being a player and, and from going in there and doing your job as, as a journalist, just just how much more forthcoming players are in those situations when, when you sit alone with them, you know, or even in a group setting of two, three, four guys at, at a locker, Gary, versus, you know, versus a Zoom call. And, and you build these relationships with players and, you know, and, and, and guys, I you know, I, I think if we had a world like that um, going on right now, you, you might hear a lot more out of Chicago. Um, you know, following Rogers, like you said, Gary, fighting words of "I've owned you all my bleeping life." <laughs> and um, you know, just just number two again. I, I don't know how much this factors in. I, I you know, but but the Bears are four and eight guys. They don't have a lot to play for anymore. Um, you know, we we live in a world now where Aaron Rodgers and Jay Cutler were pals. They you know had right. they shared an agent. They ran around together in the off season. These players are together now. It, it's uh, you know they work out together in the off season. There are many of the same social functions. I mean, 30, 40 years ago, guys, you know, Ditka and Greg came out of the same tunnel uh, down, down there in in Chicago, and they would try to fight each other every couple of years. And you know, we we don't have that anymore. The rivalry is certainly softer. Um, you know, the the fact Green Bay guys is forty five and fourteen in this series, Jeez. you know, winning three out of four in the last thirty years. I you know, I'm sure takes a, a little bit of you know, the word rivalry away. Uh, because to, to Green Bay, it's just another team that they're whooping up on every, you know, twice a year now. And, it, and it's not like it was 30, 40, 50 years ago where this thing was very even. So I, I, I don't know, Gary, I, those are just a couple of theories. But, I, I you know, over the next day or two, uh, when, when the Bears meet with the media a little bit more, I would certainly like to hear something from them that they're ticked off about that. 
Talking with Rob Reichel from Forbes.com and Conley Media here. Dan Plucker, Gary Ellerson with him on the Wendy's Big Show. And and Rob, if it's, if it's not the Bears then, you, you know, you, you gave us the records, you, you've you've told the the history of what exactly has been going on here. If it's not the pack or if it's not the Bears, then who is the biggest rival for the Packers in your eyes? I still think it's the Bears, Dan. I, I think it's the NFL's greatest rivalry. It's the longest. You know, they've certainly played more games against each other than, than any two outfits out there. Um, these things do have and flow, Dan. You know, go back You know, go back to the 80s, and, and there was a period there where, you know, under Ditka, Chicago had won 10 in a row uh, in, in this series. And I, I think, unfortunately for Gary, he was probably stuck in the middle of that, yeah. you know, on, on the wrong side of things. And, you know, certainly since Favre showed up in, in 92, it, it, it's been a one-sided affair. The other way, uh, you know, Green Bay for the first time in forever, you know, three, four years back, took the lead in the in this rivalry. But, but Dan, you know, I, I a lot a lot of that is completely dictated and centered on on Favre and Rodgers. You know, Favre was twenty two and ten against the Bears. Rodgers is even better, which is remarkable. He's twenty two and five, and in that stretch, even Brett Hundley won a game. He was one and all. So you know we're we're talking forty five and fourteen guys in the in the last fifty nine you know for 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 that that trio of quarterbacks does that change a year from now when Jordan Love is under center or whenever Rodgers eventually moves on I would think it probably comes back and it, it levels out a little bit but Dan that you know I I know Minnesota wants to jump in there and say they are and yes. you know Green Bay has probably seen what San Francisco and Seattle in the playoffs certainly more than anybody in the in the last ten or fifteen years and Green Bay's had a really good rivalry obviously with Dallas but but I still think it all stems back to Packers Bears and I, I think at some point in time Dan this, this rivalry flips again and 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 the Bears I mean it's almost inevitable at some point in time the Bears you know you you would think go on a little bit of a winning streak themselves let's get to some of these players that are injured uh Robbie in that you look at Zadarius Jair uh Bakhtiari uh, we haven't heard much about Josh Myers. Uh, what are the chances any of those guys suit up Sunday? Well, Myers, Gary, right away, Matt LaFleur kind of said he's, he's a little farther away than anybody. He said that on Monday. Um, boy, Gary, and you, you know how they roll over there. They're, they're, they're very cautious. They're very conservative. I, I still think with everybody you mentioned, Gary, we're probably looking at week 17 18 maybe week 16 where you give these guys two three weeks to kick off the rust and and really all that matters is january all that matters is what can they give you in the postseason i would think that that second knee procedure bakhtiari had on the uh, on the scope gives him a pretty good chance to be back for the stretch run gary i you know zadarius smith has, has put put some stuff out on social media where, where he almost has proclaimed himself ready right. to come back. But the Packers haven't been nearly that optimistic. And, and they haven't said anything, you know, from their camp anyways, that they believe he's close. So I, I'm a little more hesitant or cautious to, to think they'll get, uh, you know, Smith back anytime soon. Jair is the guy they obviously have hope for, and they, you know, and they would certainly need him in the playoffs against some high-powered wide receiver groups they're going to see from Tampa Bay or Dallas or Arizona or whoever it turns out to be. Obviously, you know, the biggest question with him and the, you know, and, and that shoulder is going to be can he tackle? And um, 
you know, I, I, I again, Gary, with, with all those guys, I, I'm not, I, I would be surprised, I guess, if I, you know, if, if you saw them this week against the Bears. You look at the schedule, guys, coming down the stretch, right? You know, the Bears, the Lions, the Vikings still from inside the division. The Browns have played pretty lousy football. They have them on Christmas, and, and they have Baltimore in, you know, a, a week and a half. Um, the schedule's not overly daunting. So they're going to be extremely conservative with these guys. I'm sure internally they'll never say it in front of a you know an audience, a podium, etc. But but I'm sure they believe with that if if they don't suffer any more catastrophic injuries, Gary, they can get to the finish line of 13 and four, 14 and three, mm-hmm. and be in the fight for that one seed. And then all of a sudden you throw Alexander uh, Bakhtiari Smith back into that mix. Look out in the playoffs, guys. So, Rob, we're talking about all these guys that that could be coming back, but let's talk about the guys on the field right now, and one of them being Razul Douglas, who's made two game-changing plays in his short tenure here with the Packers. But my question is, is there any possibility that that magic that he's had so far in his Green Bay stint can run out, or 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 that <laughs> so you want to you want to know if Rasul Douglas for real? Or not. That's what I want to know because this guy was on a practice squad. He he was torched in his days with Oakland and before that in Philly, correct? And 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 my question is if this is what he's doing right now is sustainable. Doesn't it feel like a three-point shooter who shoots 21% for his career and all of a sudden he's eight for eight on a random Wednesday night? <laughs> it does kind of you feel know? that way. And, and no disrespect uh, you know to the man, but I, I'm no, just generally I, curious. I, you, you bring up a, an extremely valid point. Now, here, here's the good news for Packer Nation, that the guy has been pretty consistent play in and play out. And, you know, te- teams would be picking on him like crazy if, if he wasn't holding up in coverage and if he wasn't, wasn't playing extremely well. You're, you're spot on, though, Dan. It, it feels like a career 230 hitter who all of a sudden hits 500 for a week. I mean, you're, you're, you're definitely correct on, on that analysis. But, you know, maybe the guy has, has turned a corner and he's figured some things out and, and he fits the scheme really well and, and, and he's going to thrive here. The good news for Green Bay, though, guys, is, is, again, they are deep at that position. You know, even with the injury to Alexander, Stokes has played extremely well for a rookie. He's played more snaps than any other corner they have. Uh, I, 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 I hate to say, you know, if Kevin King is healthy, because that's a, that's a 50-50 a week in and week out, flip a coin on if that's going to happen. But, but if King has played this year, guys, he's held up and, and, and played pretty well. Sullivan's been okay in the slot. They want Alexander back. It's not like Rasul Douglas. Dan has to be there one and mm-hmm. go lock somebody down. Almost like you remember the barrage of injuries they had back in 2016, and they had to try to go and win an NFC Championship game in Atlanta with that makeshift secondary. It, you're, you're probably not going to have a situation like that where, where Rasul Douglas has to you know hold up and, and, and take away Mike Evans or Antonio Brown or somebody in the NFC Championship game. Um, you do you do wonder though if it's a little bit of fool's gold and, and if the luck is going to run out. Right now, though, guys, I mean, it, it, it certainly looks like, you know, one of the 10 or 15 best signings, uh, you know, all, all of the season across the league. Because, like you said, Dan, he, you know, he, he, he saved the Arizona game. He's been remarkably steady week in and week out. Um, obviously, if you're a Packer fan, you, you just cross your fingers and pray that it's going to hold up. Real quick, Robbie, does uh, Rodgers have a chance to get another MVP this year? We talked to Ross Tucker yesterday. He says no way, no how he gets it because of what happened with all the COVID stuff, and he thinks there's people who hold that against him. 
Yeah, and, and, and there will be, Gary. There's no doubt. Um, you know, there's going to be a segment of the media that won't vote for him strictly because of how, how that played out. I, I think the bigger factor, though, than anything, Gary, is, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Brady has 34 touchdowns and Aaron Rodgers has 23. Um, Tom Brady has 3,800 passing yards. Aaron Rodgers has 2,900. You know, so, so he's got him by 11 touchdowns, Gary, almost 50% more. And, and he's got him by almost 1,000 passing yards, and the teams have the – have the exact same record. Now, there's certainly a chance if Rodgers closes with a bang, they get themselves to 14-3 and three and they're the one seed, and Brady and the Bucks lose a couple times and end up, say, the three or the four, mm-hmm. that, that he can win it. But right now, I, I think there's a pretty pretty sizable gap between those two guys. Gary, I think there's a pretty sizable gap between Tom Brady and anybody in the league because I, I looked at this the other day, Gary, you know, it's, 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 there's no question, Tom. You know, Tom Brady's the goat. He's the Michael Jordan of of the sport. Maybe the greatest individual, you know, player that we've ever seen. Gary, he's only got three MVPs, and and I think if people really go and look at that closely and say, man, we could have given it to him here, we could have given it to him there. The guy could have six, seven, eight, just like Jordan finished with five, I think, Gary, and he could have had twelve. Mm-hmm. And and I I think that you know not only do his numbers deserve it, Gary, but there will be a segment of the voters that say. Man, I should have voted for him in fourteen. I should have voted for him here or there. That that I think Tom Brady right now, Gary, is a runaway favorite. He is Rob Reichel from Forbes.com and Conley Media. Rob, really appreciate the time today. There was Rob Reichel earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show. Dan Plucker filling in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today. And uh Next, Rami Makhlouf from The Rami Show will join us, and I'll talk to him about a little bit of dumpster diving. And if you have been listening since the Wendy's Big Show, you know what I'm talking about. That comes up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. It's Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fan and joining us now is Rami Makhlouf. Dan Plucker filling in for Sparky today, by the way. I probably should have started with that. But yeah. Rami Makhlouf from the Rami Show. And I am Rami Makhlouf. In is for him. Ra- in for Rami Makhlouf. In for Rami yes. Makhlouf yes. today, yes, yeah. is is Rami Makhlouf. Right. On the Rami Show. Yes. How many times can we fit the name Rami into the next? As many times as you'd like. I don't mind. Yeah, the big I selfish. Mind. I am the big selfish. Rami Makhlouf. I am that for a reason. Yeah. Yes, sir. How are you today? I'm You're doing wearing well. You're coat in here like Sparky. What Dude, it's cold in here. It's not even a little bit cold It is cold, cold in, here. in here. Is that another coat? Are you double coating? That's is my that... coat for outside, not in here. <laughs> wait. Wait, 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 wait. This is, this is just a zip-up <laughs> jacket. It's a zip-up jacket, and then I have like a heavier coat to wear when I'm outside. Do you put it over the zip-up jacket? Yeah. Wow, dude. You're double coating. You're yeah. Double, you're... Well, okay. Here's the thing. You have to realize that my uh-huh. I don't have a starter for my car, Right. and it takes about 20 minutes to heat up. And my car ride home is 20 minutes. <laughs> so it's pretty cold out there. It's it's, it's, it's a little chill. It's a little chill. Still, I don't know. All people, right. people are kind of soft, aren't you? Have you lived in the Midwest your whole life? No, I grew up in California. Oh yeah, that's right. We've so had this discussion. I, I have a, I have We've a little bit of that discussion. Soft yeah, that's right. I guess I suppose. But people are soft. People are soft when it comes to the cold. I have to just accept that. I'm always shocked. I'm always surprised by how soft people are when it comes to the cold. Okay, I want you to Wisconsin. keep I want you to keep that energy with people being soft. Okay. Because I have a question All for right. you. Um, have you ever dumpster dived before? No. No. Why have would you I ever, ever pulled anything out before? of a dumpster and used it before? No. Rami, you're soft. <laughs> what? 
Because I did that yesterday. What? Yeah. Why? Okay, so I was taking out the garbage like my wife asked sure. me to do for probably the fifteenth time, and, sure. I, and I took it. I took. We live in an apartment, right? So I took yeah. it downstairs into okay. our into our dumpster, which had just been emptied that morning. Yeah. A Dyson vacuum cleaner sitting in the dumpster. <laughs> I threw my trash away on the far side of the dumpster. There was nothing else in it except for this Dyson vacuum cleaner. No man. And I was like. No. Well, I might as well see if this thing works. I pulled it out. My my, my wife is like a huge uh-huh. vacuumer. She uh-huh. vacuums once a day. I kid you not. What? Sometimes more. It is. Uh, it, Can she thing. come by? And, I have a dog, dude. I need. <laughs> I can't keep up. Dude, the, the crazy thing is I wouldn't even put it out of the question that she would drive to your house and vacuum. She enjoys it that much. Like, she is at that level of, like, vacuum freak. So I knew, like. If I didn't pull pull this vacuum out, this Dyson vacuum, it was like a $500 vacuum. If I uh-huh. did not pull it out of this dumpster, right. I would regret it for the rest of my life because at some point I would have to buy that level of, things, of a vacuum those things are for expensive. her. So it's the one with the ball on yeah, it that can rotate yeah, no, every direction. I know, so, I so I pull it out just to see if it works, take it upstairs, and my wife is like, what is that? As uh-huh. soon as I walk in the door. Right. I was like, so this was in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> She's thinking that I bought her this brand new Dyson vacuum for Christmas. And I'm like, no, this is literally the dumpster. I just decided to pull it out. And so she, she like, just, we're on the tile in our apartment because that's where, like, the back door is to go downstairs sure. to the dumpster. Yeah. And she plugs it in, and it, it's it's working. Right. It turns on, does everything. Right. So she's like, all Don't right, well, suction? let me clean it up. Like, I'll, t- I'll take out everything, clean out literally every single piece of this vacuum, and see if I can, like, use it. So she does all that. She cleans it up. Takes probably like 30, 45 minutes cleaning this thing up. Vacuums the entire house. And she's like, I'm in love. <laughs> she said, for the rest of your life, you can win any argument for the rest of your you life by saying true. that you grabbed you this know, vacuum. Oh, I know. It's not true. That's not there's, true. There's no doubt right. that that's not true. Yeah. But like, that's why I had to ask. And we, we did it as a poll question today on the big show. Have you ever dumpster dived before? And and so that's why I wanted to get a few. I didn't really dumpster dive. I didn't like physically get in the dumpster like literally oh, the man. handle was, I, was I sitting admit, right there and i, I just got, pulled it up i got i see stuff like you know i'm walking my dog or whatever and people like put stuff on the curb for 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 trash pickup mm-hmm. and i'm like man that tv looks just like that tv look. but i always either i'm always either grossed out because you know i'm a germaphobe or i'm just or i just go well there's no way that thing works why would they put that why would they put that thing out there on the curb if that thing works? well and that's so. what i thought too with this vacuum right. and it works and works well. So maybe in the future, Rami, you can see that when you see those things, just say, no, hey, I don't, why not just pick it up? No, I don't think so, man. You don't, don't think so? I don't think so, dude. No? no. So am I, am I crazy for not, thinking that way? Especially not if it's in a dumpster. I'm not going I'm not going in <laughs> But I did go dumpster. in the dumpster. Like, literally, I mean, it was it was I in know. the corner. I just I, had to grab the I'm handle not, and pull it out, it was physically in, pull it, it was out of the dumpster. It was in a dumpster, dude. It was in a dumpster. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was in Sam, a dumpster. Sam, am I crazy on this? It was in an actual dumpster. Yeah, right? if it's outside or sitting like right next to it, okay, like maybe. There's all. I've kinds never of... dumpster dived in my life. There's I mean, all... the most I've done is like we've grabbed a when like in college, especially living down in Milwaukee. You can probably test this for me. Like sure. when everybody kind of moves out in the summertime. Oh yeah. It, there's like things on the side of the curb, like every other house. Chairs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we grabbed like a coffee table for one of our college houses. You know, at the time. 
the coffee day we were moving yeah, out. You could probably grab a coffee yeah. table and just wipe that, that down. Yeah, sure. that was about it. It was actually really nice too. It was like all so. How's that one. any different than what I did? It's on the curb, right? It's not in a dump. Do you have any idea? So there's this stigma of it being in a it's dumpster. Not, no, it's not a stigma. They I'm call ta- it dumpster diving for I'm, a reason. I'm not talking like curb diving scientifically. Do you have any idea how much grossness and disgusting? That's stuff why we cleaned it off into a dumpster. That's why we cleaned it off. The yeah, only thing that was physically touching the dumpster was the bottom part of it, and we cleaned it off. All right. I mean, all right, dude. I don't want to. I ke- I feel like I keep on raining on your parade. Yesterday with the dog thing. <laughs> today with dumpster well, sorry, diving. With the air quotes dog <laughs> thing. And today with your dumpster. I don't. Want, I mean, if you're happy with your vacuum and you're happy well, with your if, air quotes dog, then more power to you, man. I always say, like, well, live your life. If you're you calling me I mean? soft for wearing a second jacket when it's yeah, 20 degrees outside, soft, I'll call dude. you soft for not being able to pull something out of a dumpster and think that it has any hey, value at all. That's so, fair. Dude. We all have our own well, minds. We all have it's our funny because it kind we of it, we we the poll question was have you ever dumpster dumpster died before and if so what did you find so Matt said that he had a summer job right after high school where he worked for the city department was doing garbage routes sure and so he took Domino's pizza boxes because every ten you get a free pizza. So so he was getting free pizza okay, while he was working. Yeah, that's kind of smart. Yeah, that's what I said to him. I called him a genius. That's I retweeted and called him a genius. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another person, Lex, tweeted in and said she accidentally threw away uh, her college diploma. And Oh, I'm not going in the garbage for that. Dug through a dumpster to find it. Uh, a caller called in, said that he used to work at a restaurant. I can't remember which one it was. And... Uh, Somebody had left their dentures on like their tray when they threw away their food and threw away their dentures. Oh. And they called in and asked for them to look for it. Oh. And no. their manager said they had to do it. So they dug through 12 bags of trash to find this person's dentures. The guy came and picked them up and took them home. Have you ever dropped something in the toilet? Yes. I'm never sure what to do when I. I it's either. only happened to me a okay. couple of times. I'm not using it. It's never being used <laughs> no, no, no. again. Okay. It's I have a story tainted. with this. I have a story with this. I dropped a tube of toothpaste in the toilet Ooh. a few weeks ago. <laughs> I just don't even know how to get it out of there because, like, I don't have. I'm not. I'm not like you know. Right. I'm not housebroken. I'm a single dude. Mm. I don't have like rubber gloves. I don't want to use my tongs that I use to cook food to pull something out of the toilet. So what do you even do when you drop something in the toilet? Yeah, just pray. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't flush a find tube a glove. of toothpaste. Find a glove. I grabbed some toilet paper, like wrapped that, like okay. layers on layers on layers of toilet paper, wrapped that around. And then my you hand. just threw it in the trash. And then I trash. just dunked my hand down in, grabbed the tube of toothpaste, and threw everything in the trash, okay. all in one fell swoop. All yes. right. Very and you probably good. cleaned your hands for like two years. My hand didn't even get wet, but I ju- I washed it for like three yeah, and a half. That's minutes. what I yeah, figured. Absolutely. So, so my friend was at the Ryder Cup, right? Yeah. And using a porta potty. Okay. And she dropped her phone. Oh, that's 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 gone. That phone is forever. In the porta potty toilet. For, that phone is forever. So gone. she was freaking out. So she was with uh, her husband, one of my best friends, and he uh, stayed behind to stay behind while she went to look for a glove or something to try to grab her phone out mm. of the porta potty at the Ryder Cup. No. And no. they 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 had these big like plastic pretzel bags or something no. and she's a nurse so she's used to all this kind of stuff uh-huh. anyway i don't but care. she put on the bag after they emptied it emptied it out and reached in and pulled out her phone no and, and put what, it in rice it again put it in rice put, well she they put it in a ziploc bag and then they like took she's it putting in that thing up against her face she's putting it up against her face and talking on the phone with it 
Uh, no, dude, you should stop being friends. To be with fair, this I don't think I think that she pulled it out and then uh, it was broken beyond repair, like the next day, and so she had to go get a new phone anyway. It was broken beyond repair when it <laughs> fell in the porta potty. What do you mean the next day? It was beyond repair when it fell well, in that thing. I, I don't mean, care. All the pictures, everything. It can all be gone. And there's no way I'm going in there for that phone. No. Real quick, Dan, uh, before yeah. we end the show, I just want to kind of get your thoughts because now that you've been talking about this story now for the second time I've heard it today, I just want to kind of get your thoughts on this. Yeah. How does it make you guys feel that the thing you're using to clean your house was found in something that people usually throw their stuff away? Exactly. One man's trash is another man's <laughs> treasure, folks. You make it's your a wife five hundred dollar vacuum, <laughs> and she just is, she just said to clean it off, and it's perfectly fine. What did Gary and Leroy say about this? They thought it was fine. Okay. I mean, they were like, "I wouldn't have done it," but like, right? No, but like, Leroy yeah, ain't leaping into it. Well, dumpster. also, Hey-o. they both have way more money than I do, so true. like, that's true. Yeah, they got that. And somebody money. said, somebody tweeted too, "What does this show turn to?" When I said that, when we had that poll up, and I said, "Listen, you're underestimating how much I make." Working part time in radio <laughs> <laughs> takes me about two months to afford a vacuum of that caliber. So even more than that, let's be honest. Fair enough. So Rami, what you got to say on the Rami Coming show? Coming up on the show today, J.R. Radcliffe, reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, host of the Brewers and Bucks podcast. He'll be here at three thirty to talk, you know, all that stuff. And uh, in the four o'clock hour, we'll talk with our Green Bay football insider Ryan Wood. We'll also hear from Aaron Rodgers this afternoon, Devonte Adams. Maybe a little Matt Lafleur, and uh, out of the gates, I want to know: Can have you looked at the schedule down the stretch for the Packers? It's not that like it's they're facing nobody, dude. Yeah. Like outside of Baltimore, nobody even has a winning record. Can we learn anything about the Packers down the stretch here? Not just this Sunday, but also but down the stretch in these last four mm. games. Can we learn anything about this football team? Five games, right? Yeah, five games. 17-week schedule now. That's right. For sure. Yeah. Sounds like a good show, man. All right. Have fun. He is Rami Makloff. I am Dan Plucker here on, yeah, wrapping up for Sparky's Midday Madness as he realizes what time is, is, and he's like, hey, my show should have started already. It's been Dan Plucker here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky back tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.